Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want. It's about what you're willing to do to get it. Run it again. Hello and welcome. I'm not going to, so quit asking. When you give me a hard time. For the listeners that didn't get to go. This is the payback. What you did last year really doesn't matter. Our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play. Hi. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. And fans, have we got a treat for you. We have our second, our second interview with a Cincinnati Bearcat podcast. And again, it's another home and home. And so uh, they came on our show. We went on their show. And it was just another great time. Uh, Two nights in a row, a phenomenal football conversation. With a couple of Bearcat uh, sites, who, who would have guessed? But holy cow, it's a lot of fun. Tonight we had on Brandon with Go uh, with the Go Bearcats podcast, and so he does a, a sort of little of a, a mix of talking Bearcat uh, football and basketball, and also visiting uh, local breweries and brew pubs in the Cincinnati area. And he wraps that all t- together into a really fun podcast, into a really fun show, and uh, you know, of course. Uh, who can't argue with uh, some sports and, and some brews. And so it's a it's a nice sort of hand-in-glove fit. We have a really good conversation. He had me on his show, and uh, we talked to Alabama. A lot of great questions, a lot of great discussion, and we're fortunate enough to have Brandon on uh, with us, and we run through uh, a lot of questions. And, again, it's a lot of fun. I'm going to stop rambling, and I'm going to hand it off to the interview. Go. Welcome back, podcast fans, and have we got a treat for you. We've got Brandon with the Go Beer Cats podcast. Brandon, welcome. Thanks for joining us tonight. Dave, certainly uh, happy to be here and, and ready to talk some, some football with, between Alabama and, and the Cincinnati Bearcats. Absolutely. And so the podcast is is the Go Bearcats. And I think, hey, when I was in college, I think I might have played for that team. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I uh, I certainly did as well, not going to lie. Um, but, you know, with uh, – the main focus of the of the podcast and the blog and, and everything that I do, you know, being uh, Bearcats football and then basketball, I realized that if I wanted to keep this thing going year round, I needed something else to talk about other than just sports. Uh, and Cincinnati, we have um, last time I checked, like sixty plus craft breweries uh, in, in the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, I'm I, I've been a big fan of of almost all of them since you know I legal enough to drink i should say and uh so you know i i have uh you know some 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 friends that are brewers or different nice. the, different aspects in the uh in the craft brewing industry so um i would like to talk a little bit more about that and, and um you know get some more guests on the beer side of things but i always write a review to every brewery that i go on the blog um what, whether it's in cincinnati or, or another city so try to incorporate both beer and sports the two go hand in hand like you know america and freedom absolutely absolutely that's awesome and i saw on 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 your site you've got you know pages dedicated to uh to reviews and you've got quite a lot of them out there so uh we'll circle back to that one i want to i want to talk beer sort of at the end a, a little bit but uh sure hey let's jump in and uh let's jump in and and uh talk about this uh this game we've got uh, cincinnati squaring off with uh, alabama here at the at, you know new year's eve um, just take a minute, right, and uh, and tell us, you know, Alabama fans, whatever people sort of think about us or, or we are, um, I will tell you I am super excited when I look at a program like Cincinnati and sort of the mountain that Cincinnati has climbed, um, and, and, and here you are in the playoffs, right? Talk about 
the uh, sort of the tone, the the temperament, sort of the mindset in in the fan base. It's a great day to be your Bearcat, right? It it, it is for sure. Um, you know, I this season has been wild. Um, as you know, UC alum, I was my first year on campus was Brian Kelly's first year as coach, and uh, you know, growing up, it was. It was Kenyon Martin and Steve Logan on the basketball side of things that, you know, really got me interested in going going to UC. I'm not from I'm not from Cincinnati originally. I'm from, you know, a small town out of middle of nowhere, Ohio, two hours away uh, where everyone, whether they have ever been to Columbus or or not, are you know, Ohio State Buckeye fans. And uh, I, I would never imagine that, you know, in you know, 2007, 2008, I would be sleeping on the concrete underneath the Oscar Robertson statue for football tickets. Um, and, you know, you know, that had me hooked uh, in the uh, in the student section there. I went to the Orange Bowl when we, we went to, uh, you know, we played at Virginia Tech in Miami. Uh, and then, you know, we got worked by Florida the, and Tim, Tim Tebow the next year in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, you know, but after that, I was hooked. You know, we, we went through some stuff with, uh, with Butch Jones and, of course, uh, United States Senator Tommy Tuberville. Uh, and yeah, we, we got the right hire in Luke Fickle. And, and every, every season at Nipper, you know, 40,000, not the most impressive numbers for a stadium. But every game uh, i'm a season ticket holder i've been to every home game this season i went to the indiana game uh, i could not get tickets to the notre dame game which is a whole other issue that w- we could talk about i was kind of mad about that but every game was a party and you just 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 it was kind of surreal i guess i should say talk about fickle he's really building something there in uh in cincinnati yeah, I mean, like, like I, you know, I, I, I'm no, I won't shy away for from my hatred for Ohio State. Um, Embrace it, brother. Oh yeah, I, I'll, I wake up every morning and I, and I drink a glass of Haterade for that for that place. Um, nice. So, but you know him, you know the, the higher longtime assistant there, he played nose guard there. Uh, of course, you know he's at the time uh, when he's when he's taking over for Tuberville, he's he's the guy who lost to Michigan, right? He's, um, you know, this year I'm glad I'm kind of, you know, I'm happy Ryan day uh, is the, the most recent coach at Ohio state to, uh, to lose to Michigan. Cause it's no longer Luke fickle, but you know, the last episode of my podcast, I interviewed uh, Lenny Stokes, who's a, a former player, a basketball player, I should say. And he was talking about how he got to meet Luke fickle and, you know, you know, salt of the earth type, you know, just down to down to earth type of guy who for his stature in this city right now, you know, has every reason to, to blow off anybody he wants to. And, and, you know, that's not his MO. Um, from what I've heard when, when Notre Dame called to fill their position, uh, he said, you know, in not so many words, I can't talk right now. I'm trying to win a championship. Yeah. Um, so, which <laughs> that was, that was a, a crazy week here in Cincinnati when, you know, every coach that we've had that's had success here leaves for the, the next step. Um, what we learned is that Cincinnati isn't the only stepping stone type of place in, in college football. It's also Oklahoma or, or Notre Dame. So, uh, right. you know, that, that was kind of a, a sigh of relief as well, but 
I can't. I've said this on other people's podcasts. I would take a bullet for Luke Fickle. I've never met him. I'd take a, a bullet for him any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Uh-huh. Uh, he's he's uh, he's the man and uh, statue. You know the the call, the call to build a statue for him on campus is already loud. Already, already going on, on on social media for sure. You know, I think uh, I think if there were uh, if 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 you see were a stock. You know, I, I think I'd, I'd I'd stock up because I think Fickle's really building something there. The team's going to go to the Big Twelve, which I think I, I think that's going to you know there's certain there, I think there's there, there's access if you will that, that comes with that, and uh, and the team is definitely poised. Demonstrate they can bust through some uh, some glass ceilings, but uh, you know you get into uh, sort of the what is it the Big Five or whatever they call the the conferences, you know, I think that's, I think that's only going to elevate the program. And I saw someone, and this has been several months ago, but uh, I, I saw, you know, that Cincinnati is uniquely poised with the transition in the big 12 to really become a dominant player within the big 12. And, and, and I thought about that for a minute and I said, you know, I think there might be something to there. I think it's going to open up some recruiting ground that maybe Cincinnati has gotten it hasn't gotten into, and then there's a fertile record, recruiting ground that you have there in Ohio and and in Northern Kentucky. Uh, there's a lot of athletes there, so uh, yeah, I think um, I think uh, the future could really be bright uh, bright for the Cincinnati uh, program. Well, let's talk about this Cincinnati team and, and sort of take it, like you said, to uh, to the Cotton Bowl coming up here in Dallas. And talk to us about uh, Desmond Ritter, uh, Desmond Ritter, uh, quarterback. I think I heard where he's the he's the top winning quarterback in, in college football. And I'll look at it. He was number he finished number eight in the Heisman, which, uh, you know, when you when you sort of run the math on that, he's a top five quarterback in, in college football. That's pretty impressive. Talk to us about Ritter. Ritter. Uh, <laughs> You see, it's kind of weird the, the dynamic that Ritter has had over the past four years. He was his freshman year; he was not the starter. Our quarterback, we were playing out at UCLA in the Rose Bowl to start the season. Our our starting quarterback goes down. Ritter comes in and never looks back. Doesn't doesn't give up the the starting position after that. He's he's uh, I want to say the number is twenty six. It may be twenty seven. Uh, but we'll, we'll say twenty six and zero at home. He as a as a senior this year, he's never lost a, a game at Nippert Stadium, which is you know pretty pretty unbelievable. He's uh, not that long ago, people were calling for for him to be benched uh, after you know a poor perform several poor performances uh, against the likes of of Army and uh, and USF. Uh, University of Southern Florida there or South Florida. And um, we, we didn't really, he was a winner, right. But kind of relying on strong defensive play to, to bail us out in, in strong situations. And then uh, last year in the COVID year, we had three, like we had a, a bye week that lasted three weeks. And, and when Ritter came back out of that, it was, he was a whole new person, a whole new player. And, you know, he can hurt you with his legs. Uh, he's, he's not like a, like, like a juke and, and, and plant and cut type of guy, but his strides are so long that before you know it, he's, he's eaten up 20, 25 yards and it, it might look slow on television. It's not, there's not really a good way for me to describe it. Sure. Um, he, he's gotten more accurate this year on the deep ball. Uh, you know, his first pass of the season, it, it was against uh, Miami, Ohio, who's, 
I guess you could say a rivalry for us, even though we're, we're headed in two different directions as, as programs. Uh, but you know, the, the first pass of the season was a dime for, for like an 85 yard touchdown pass. And uh, you know, his, his deep ball accuracy has gotten better and he's just the, the ultimate ambassador for UC football. Nice. Um, and what, no matter what he's doing, um, you know, NIL deal, deals, he's, he's gotten plenty of those. Um, you know, I, I think he was like a two-star recruit out of Louisville. He had, I think Miami, Ohio offered him and then, you know, and, and then UC, uh, eventually came in kind of late and, and got him. And I mean, he's, he's just a workhorse to, to get better. Not, not, I wouldn't say a whole lot of like natural, uh, you know, not a lot of natural talent, and that, that might sound kind of harsh, but uh, he's he's kind of taken the Kobe Bryant approach, if you will, um, in in outworking yeah. everyone else to get better. Nice, nice. Talk about the uh, we'll sort of step through the offense. Talk about and and I kind of look forlornly. Talk about running back Jerome Ford. Did you know that he uh, he's an Alabama transfer? You know, I uh, with all the highlights that I've seen this season, uh, I've told my TV that quite a number of times. <laughs> I've heard it a, a lot of times now. Right. Tavion Thomas, the the running back out at Utah, uh, who who destroyed Oregon uh, twice and uh, really helped the Bearcats, you know, get to the uh, you know knock Oregon out of the way. He's a Bearcats transfer, but you never hear about never hear about that. Um, right. <laughs> so you know, you know, whatever. I'm that's uh, maybe I'm holding on to to things that I shouldn't. But um, Jerome Ford is electric. Um, yeah. I, you know. Alabama, you know, from an outsider perspective, they stack five stars on the top of five stars on top of four stars, right? So I'm certainly glad Jerome Ford decided to transfer. He's He's been nothing but electric. He brings that SEC speed. You saw that last year in the Peach Bowl against Georgia where, you know, he's going breaking off 79-yard uh, touchdown runs. He's done that multiple times, you know, this year against, I, I guess you could say, lesser opponents. But he's, you know, Des Ritter – you know, like as you as you said, he he finished eighth in the, in the Heisman vote. Um, you know, but looking at what what Jerome Ford has done, he he got the MVP of the American Athletic Conference Championship game. Uh, a lot of Bearcats fans thinks you know he should be should have been in that that conversation yeah. as well with Des Ritter. No, I think uh, I think that's fair. A lot of Alabama fans and 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 look, there's history on the side of of the argument. A lot of Alabama fans, when when players transfer away from Alabama, they say, well, they just weren't good enough to play here. And that's there's been some truth to that. You know, tell tell me how far off I, I am, but I would I would caution Alabama fans that that Jerome Ford is is the real deal. Jerome Ford is a future NFL running back. He put up 1,200 yards this season, averaged uh over six yards, uh 19 touchdowns. He's 220. But he he can break away for a 75, uh, 70 yard run, so he's got the the right combination of 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 size and, and speed. And so, from Alabama fans that haven't really been keeping up, it might be sort of a cute factor that he's a former Alabama running back. Don't get twisted, Alabama fans, in that because this dude is for is legit. Where we are with our running back stable right now with injury, boy, we bend over backwards to have someone uh, back there healthy running the ball like Ford. Uh, he's been a lot of fun for you guys this year. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, he's, like you said, you know, over 1,200 yards, um, 19 touchdowns. When the Bearcats are in the red zone, whether it's the 19-yard line, whether it's the one-yard line, 
Ford's going to get his opportunity. Yeah. He, you know, we're, they're going to give him the ball. They're probably going to give him the ball on, on first and second down. And if it's close, we are not a good field goal kicking team at all. I believe we rank 130 uh, uh, last time I checked. So he's going to get as, as many opportunities as, as he can uh, or, or as, as many as the fickle wants to give him to yep. punch it in. And, you know, he, he's not the biggest guy. I, I wouldn't consider him a, a power back, even though – you know, Fickle's got that Jim Trestle blood in him, that that sort of, uh, you know, early 90s Big Ten type yeah. of football yeah. you know, breed in him. He, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust at times, and Bearcats fans will complain about that. Jerome Ford's jump cut that he has has abused many many a defenses this season so so yeah I mean I I can't say any anything more than that he, he's electric and if I mean the I want to say 75 yard it might have been 74 79 whatever it was yeah. during uh against Houston those aren't plays where he's breaking one two three tackles he's not getting touched right and breaking that off the 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 uc uh strength and conditioning coach uh, i follow him on twitter uh specifically because after every game uh he posts uh the top speeds that the different players reach and jerome ford is, is either one or two there you go there you so go it, it's, it's, and he's it's, doing that at 220 i mean so he does you know and so it's he's not a scat back he's not he's not a little guy He's a big old boy, and he's and he's and he's moving that quick. He's going to be a fun one to watch, and boy, he's going to give us fits on third downs. I I I just know it. Talk about the Bearcat wide receivers. It looks like I want to use the word committee, but I want to use it the right way. I see eight players that have put up more than two hundred yards. Boy, throw it up there. Somebody's going to catch it, right? Yeah. Um. At, at times, um. You know, we've we've struggled with drops, all except for Alec Pierce. I, I think Alec Pierce is is the clear uh, wide receiver one he's you know a, a a bigger receiver six foot three he can high point the ball like you know you don't see every day you don't see this on, on every team if des ritter throws it up and it's close alec pierce has no problem sacrificing himself to to high point it or to I mean, several times he's, I, I've, you know, at the, I've witnessed him having to come out of games because he, he's got the, the air knocked out of him because he'll just, he, he just flat out will not let the ball, you know, touch the ground. Nice. Um, so uh, Alec Pierce, I, I, I love, um, I would say he's the clear number one. We, you know, we utilize our tight ends a lot. Um, Josh Wiley, Len, uh, Lenny Taylor, uh, a guy that I think we should utilize more, uh, Jaden uh, Thompson, which is probably in that, in that top eight that, that you're seeing he was a, a guy I wrote about on the website uh, during camp who I thought would be a breakout player he doesn't necessarily have you know eye-popping numbers but his hands you know he softest hands he, he yeah I wouldn't say he's he's dropping a lot of balls if if Ritter's throwing it his way he's he's catching it and uh you know secure hands I guess you should you could say so other than that Alec Pierce is, is the guy to watch uh, I, definitely Ritter has the most trust in him than anyone else. Sort of, uh, sort of give us a, give us a characterization of the offensive line. Is that a strength? Is that a weakness? Is it a push? No pun intended, but, uh, what's the thought on the offensive line? Going into the season, it was one of the biggest question marks. We, we lost James Hudson, who, uh, if you, if you watch the peach bowl and what the, only if he, he was our, our offensive line our our left tackle who, uh, was ejected from the Peach Bowl for targeting, 
And after that, it was a completely different ball game. Yeah. Um, he's, he's now playing on Sundays with the Cleveland Browns and, you know, going into the season, it, it was a big question mark. They, they have performed well. Um, I would say that they've performed, they've, you know, outperformed expectations. Uh, last year it was, it was, you know, we have, we have this, uh, this guy who I was just riding all season last year. He's a, uh, he's six, nine, he's from Germany. Um, he actually made first conference team this year. Um, maybe one of the most improved players on our team. Uh, but he's a, just a giant human being. Th- they've held up well. Um, not saying that, you know, uh, if you look at the games that uh, you know UCF, Notre Dame, Houston, the you know the top of the league or or the top of the the uh, competition that we've played, I think they've held steady. Not saying that they haven't made mistakes, jumping off sides, false starts is is has plagued us, yeah. but it'll be a very interesting test to see how they hold up against you know a bunch of. As uh, one guy uh, I've heard describe Alabama's D line, you know, a bunch of dancing bears coming out of them every play for for sixty minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a that makes a lot of sense. Let's flip the field and um, talk defense. And um, you know, I, I remember as a kid playing with uh, Black Cat uh, Fireworks, but you guys got the Black Cat's uh, uh, defense uh, attack. Talk about that 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 attacking that blitzing uh, front seven, front eight. Yeah. That was another huge question mark this year, right? You know, uh, Marcus Freeman, now head coach at, at Notre Dame, he left, you know, to go to Notre Dame to be, to be the defensive coordinator. Um, you know, Fickle brings in Mike Tressel. And, you know, I, I've said this before on, on other podcasts, you know, he might, Tressel might have had the easiest job in, in college football this year uh, because of, of, of the guys that he was taking over. It was, you know, a, uh, an experienced squad. You, you have guys like uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the cornerback, you know, Kobe Bryant, cornerback as well. And then you have uh, MyJ Sanders, defensive end, and a guy who plays opposite of him who doesn't get a, a lot of attention because of, of MyJ, um, Malik Van. So, you know, all, we Bearcats like to pressure the ball, they like to get after it. A lot of that has come because teams are doubling sometimes triple teaming my Jay Sanders, number 21 on, on the defensive end, who's, you know, projected, uh, f- you know, mid to, to late first round, you know, this season in the NFL draft, he has Pittsburgh Steelers written all over him. You know, if, if I'm, you know, kind of picking personalities for, for NFL teams and, uh, you know, that opens up a lot of things on the other side of the ball. Um, you know, uh, Curtis Brooks uh, on the defensive line. Um, he's a, a giant, giant person who, who looks, he's so big that when, when he's coming off the line, it looks like he's offsides just because he, he, he's outmatching those guards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, a lot of teams have decided not to throw sauce Gardner's way this year. And that's opened up, you know, a cornerback blitzes. I see that a couple times against Houston. So, you know, the defense, I guess, is is the prize possession of Luke Fickle, um, you know, not just this season, but but last season as well. Talk about uh, you got the the pressure up front and uh, the corners on the back, and you've got uh, Ivan Drago. I'm sorry, it's Joel DeBlanco, uh, that linebacker. He's got to be the heart and soul in there, right? I mean, he's central casting middle linebacker. He, he might uh, – I think he's like a six-year 
player. He's taken full advantage of, you know, of COVID uh, eligibility and whatnot. He came up with a huge interception against Houston in the championship game. Certainly a, a vocal leader. Um, linebackers on the team, definitely, definitely solid. Um, guys uh, like Deshaun Pace, who gets in there as well and uh, and mixes it up. So linebackers, they're not the biggest guys you're going to see, certainly not not, not the biggest, most physical uh, type of players that uh, certainly Notre Dame, Notre Dame has seen. But, but Joe DeBlanco, uh, Darian Beavers, and Deshaun Pace, another guy who's who's been there a minute, Ty Van Fossen, um, certainly all over the field. You know, it's, it, it's 11 hats to the ball. And uh, something that, you know, Fickle being a defensive-minded guy that, that, that he is, uh, you know, really takes pride in, in that type of stuff. And, and not only that, but, but tackling. Certainly huge. You're not going to see a lot of, of missed tackles where Bearcats hit the guy and he doesn't go down. You know, just something to watch out for. And games that we've not done well, uh, you know, we had a stretch there midseason where we're playing Tulane, Navy, and Tulsa kind of close, kind of got away from that, whether we're sleepwalking through those games, what you know, whatever excuse you want to come up with, we just didn't execute well. It's it's because of you know, the defense didn't show up as, as well as they could have, at least in my opinion. No, that's fair. And I was gonna I was gonna poke at that a little bit. You know, 13 and 0, it may be more of a theoretical exercise. Yeah, you, you poked at it a little. Uh when teams have had success. Uh, you know, moving the ball uh, against Cincinnati, where have they probed? Where have they uh, gained those yards? It's been running, running it uh, in between the tackles. You know, Sauce Gardner, the cornerback, you'll hear his name a lot. He's never allowed a touchdown. Uh, he's never allowed a, a red zone catch. By a lot of metrics, quarterbacks have can gain a better QBR rating a QB, you know, QB rating by throwing it into the dirt than throwing it to him. Now, I will say our our safeties are average at best. Um, Javon Hicks, number three, uh, he's he's a, a hometown guy, uh, played high school ball here in Cincinnati, but he's he'll give up a big play. Um, that's that's probably our weakness in this in the secondary. Our safeties, um, those, those middle games that I just mentioned, we just got away from, from the UC brand of, of defense uh, yeah. where, where, you know, Tulane or, or whoever it was, were on first down, they're gaining six or seven yards. And that's not what, what you know, they try to do on, on, on defense. And for, uh, uh, for a month there, teams were having their way running the ball on us for sure. Fantastic. Well, hey, let me get you out of here with an easy one. Uh, I've got uh, sort of a stock question. Uh, I'm going to make it a twofer for you. We always ask, what's your favorite? You know, so who's your favorite Bearcat? But I'm not letting you out of here without also telling us your favorite brewery there in the Queen City. All right. So so uh, the favorite Bearcat, are, are we going just w- with this year's team? Either either way, however you want to answer. Or All both, right, so- if you got two answers. All, All time right. in this season. Uh all right, so this year's team, I'm um, I'm probably going with um, I'm gonna go with Alec Pierce. Okay, uh, he's, he's our wide receiver, uh, yeah. wide receiver one. Just what I've witnessed him do, I, 
I couldn't ever imagine doing physically in, in any capacity. Um, you know, m- my dad comes to a lot of uh, UC games with me. I, I'm, you know, lucky to, to to share that those experiences with him and and making memories uh, with him. And he, Alec Pierce is his guy. He's he's like, nice. uh, you know, I, he's he's always keeping an eye on him. Uh, if it's so, you know, I like sharing that with my dad. And and he's and uh, you know, Pierce has made enough plays for the past two years to say, you know. He's lethal and, and exciting to watch. Uh, so, so I'll go with him all time. You know, going back to the 2009, 12-0 season uh, when, when we went to the Sugar Bowl, uh, all time, Marty Gilliard. He was electric. Um, he, that pit game that we had to win at pit to, to make it to the Orange Bowl, you know, that'll, that'll live in, in my memory forever. He, you know, put the team on his back and wasn't, wasn't going to let us lose that game. Uh, so just fond memory, uh, fond memories as a student going back to, uh, to watching Marty Gilliard. Nice. Nice. But talk about beer. You're, re- you're, uh, reviewing, uh, sort of break that down for us. You're reviewing sort of local, I guess, sort of brew pubs or our local mm-hmm. breweries there in the, in the Cincinnati area. And then when you travel, uh, you know, travel as well, you're, you're hitting them up. Uh, what are some of your favorites there in the queen city? Let me go this way. So if, one of my favorites, but if you're in Cincinnati visiting for, for whatever reason, the biggest in the city is called Rheingeist. It's in the neighborhood of OTR over the Rhine. So their name means like, um, you know, ghost of, of the Rhine. Um, that's the biggest one here in the city. They distribute everywhere, um, at least as far west as Chicago, east to Boston. I'm not sure how far south that they go um but you know that's the that's an experience that you know if you're into beer i definitely tell people to check that out first nice um here uh, i live on the west side of town uh which is is uh, you know east versus west side here in cincinnati is, is a whole different thing uh the closest my neighborhood brewery is west side brewing i'm only like six minutes from there that's i was i was you know sipping on that throughout the interview definitely my probably one of my favorites go to they, they don't do anything wild and crazy they just do you know the the styles the right way so nice. uh, definitely if you're in town check out Rheingeist and, and check out west side brewing fantastic fantastic brandon where can people find out uh you know we did a home and home so i want to direct as many of our people over to hear what i had to say over there and and we had a great time over there where can people find your bear cap breakdown and where as importantly where can uh folks traveling through uh cincinnati or in the greater uh area where can they get uh, sort of your beer list and uh uh sort of a rundown of your favorites yeah, for sure. So uh, I try to keep it simple. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, go beer cats. Um, if, if you're into the craft beer scene, wherever you may be, there's an app that's, that's pretty popular throughout uh, the United States called Untapped. And uh, I'm, on, I'm go beer cats on there as well. Nice. Uh, you, you can kind of uh, rate and keep track of the, the craft beers that you've had. I'm big on that app. Um, go beer cats.com. If you want to, uh, you know, if you're visiting Cincinnati or, or want to check out the, the brewery uh, review that I've done, I try to take a very like common man approach to it. I want, you know, if you've never been to a brewery, I'm trying to write, so that you feel comfortable going to it for the first time, nice. what to expect, what to look out for, maybe what to try. Um, so, you know, go beercats.com that the, the blog is much older than the podcast. And then, you know, the podcast is streaming everywhere. The go beer cats podcast um, on every, every outlet that I've been able to put it on. It, it should be available for you. 
Fantastic. Well, folks, go check out Brandon and, and the good work that he's doing there at the at the Go Beer Cats podcast and and dot com. And Brandon, we appreciate you having you on. It's been phenomenal conversation. I uh, love talking football, and uh, we got a big game coming up here uh, in a couple of weeks. And so I know people are anxious for uh, some in depth conversation. We appreciate you feeding the need. Absolutely, Dave. Appreciate it. Um, look forward to interacting with you uh, a little bit more social media or or, or the like uh, here on New Year's Eve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care, Brandon. And we're back. I told you that was a really good interview, right? Uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon was a lot of fun, a really good sport. I uh, had a really good conversation. He gave all the particulars where to check him out, where to check out his content. And I know that we have to have some listeners up in the Cincinnati area. So you got to hit up some of those brew pubs or if you're traveling through, you got to have that, uh, that on the list. And uh, Hey, I'm going to encourage all of our listeners. And if you're listening to this point in the show, then, Hey, you are one of us. You're one of our listeners. Go check out the interview that we did with Brandon at Go Beer Cats and go check out uh, the interview that we did with, with Cincy Slangen. They're phenomenal conversations, had a whole lot of fun talking ball with them. Hopefully that comes through uh, in the interview. And I'll tell you though, if, if we as a fan base and in Alabama football, certainly, but this podcast, right? If this fan base sort of gets a reputation for, you know, hey, they will go listen to their guy on another show. They will go support their guy on another show, which supports that show and the ad, the advertising and the traffic that that show is trying to get. If we get a reputation for that uh, type of behavior, then we're going to get more interviews. We're going to get asked to be on more shows. And that's how this show grows. That's how this show grows organically. And so if you're listening and you're a fan and you want to support the show, there's a lot of different things you can do. Go leave us a review. Go give us uh, sort of the five-star authentic review. Leave us comments. Engage with us questions. All the different things that that you can do. And one of the other things uh, that you can do is go download us where we've interviewed with someone else. Support these two uh, Cincinnati shows. They're great people that run them and great interviews, great conversations. And then if you, hey, if you like listening to me talk football, then it's just two more outlets uh, where you're listening to me and you're getting to hear people sort of pull information out of me as opposed to me just dumping what's on my mind. And so that uh, that may be worth uh, some some effort as well. All right. All right. Enough with a hard sell and uh, memo just in, just in. Yep. Yep. Look, here it is. Here it is. You hear it right there. Just in, this has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast, Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a Roll Tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, T-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tie. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. 
your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.